Hello and welcome to Diverse and Inclusive Leaders, the show where I speak with the most inspiring and educated individuals from all different walks of life and unearth their unique stories of diversity and inclusion to help make and shape, inspire, educate, make the world a better place. Today, I am absolutely honoured to be joined by the incredible Hither Mann. Now, Hither is the CEO for the Fortune Academy. I'm actually personally an avid follower of Hither as well. And so I'm so excited to speak with her today to find out all about her journey, how she came to be, where she is today, and also a little bit about some of the current things that she's been up to. So in summary, Hither's been in business since 2004. Um, she immediately ventured out from property development. She was dissatisfied with the medical degree that she had and decided actually, do you know what, I want to build a, a multi-million pound portfolio, which she managed to do by the age of 25, which is just incredible, using her no money down strategies. She then leveraged a 7.8 million property consortium. She was involved in um, in the world of financial trading. She learned how to trade one-on-one from some of the world's best traders in London. She's been doing this since 2009. Since then, her journey has come on epically, leaps and bounds. You know, realize that I think formal education doesn't necessarily teach you all of those kind of tricks of the trade. So what she's done is obviously launched the fantastic Fortune Academy, where she's CEO and she teaches individuals from all walks of life, you know, lifelong learning on how to become not only financially free, but also how to develop wealth and for students to prop up their education into the financial markets after they come out from, you know, potentially the more formal education. As the last thing, so I know that he's uh, really, really keen to speak with Hither now herself. She's the world's first female trader and educator and is very, very keen to change the face of the financial world by showing not only women, but individuals from all walks of life, how they can have the confidence to do it. So welcome to the show, Heather. Thank you so much, Leila. Incredible. And I'm so honored to be on your show as well. She's a fantastic lady. So everyone listening on, uh, she is just as incredible as she makes out that every, like people here. So honestly, I think I, I am, yeah, I'm very honored. And um, women like you, for example, are exactly what I want to push up to being even better so I I think you guys are all amazing so keep doing what you're doing oh bless you thank you so much and for those who are tuning in on on Apple and our listeners who are across the various different podcast platforms or for those who are tuning in on the YouTube channel you can see that Hither today is actually in a spectacular mansion and I'm kind of gazing as I'm speaking to her looking at oh my goodness so where about well, <laughs> whereabouts are you today, Heather? And tell me, what are you up to right now in your in your fantastically glamorous and very business type life that you have created for yourself? First of all, I'm not glamorous today. This is very much home. <laughs> so, thank you so much for being nice to me. But um, I'm actually in the Côte d'Azur, which is obviously south of France, and it's ten minutes from Monaco because I've got a lot of business in Monaco, Geneva, and it's for the Fortune Academy. It's my baby, as such, and it's one 
platform that I push people into the financial world. There is also an executive side to Fortune Academy, which is IPO. So I take companies public and I'm taking a whole group of them from a private to a public realm. And as you can imagine, this is where the money is at when people want to get involved in the IPOs and like get big. I do events in London and I'm going to be launching some in Monaco and Geneva. So that's what brings me to this incredible place. I'm not complaining. It's amazing, but it's a very different lifestyle. So you have to go to where the money's at. <laughs> I absolutely love it. And I love, if anyone's watching this YouTube channel, can see the differentials in background. I'm actually a Leamington Spa today. I'm looking out the window and it's a little bit drizzly. You know, it's not that sunny. I'm gazing out at the lovely Hither and she's kind of in this gorgeous, gorgeous place. Um, and it's, uh, yeah, too... <laughs> Two very different environments there. So that all sounds fantastic, Heather. You know, obviously you're kind of jet setting, you know, across London, Monaco, South of France, everything like that, taking this education to the masses and, you know, obviously going to the heart of where the money is. Just before we kind of talk on about kind of the, the Fortune Academy, I'd love to really kind of just, if you don't mind, scratch below the surface a little bit, because, you know, you've had a really... You've had a really interesting background. You know, you've kind of been very open about the fact that you came from not a lot of money, came from, you know, this place where um, actually wealth was not frequently talked about and it wasn't the prevalent in, in your life, really. So tell me how you got to where you're at right now and that journey that took you to, to the place that you're in now. Yeah, sure. Um, it's very important, I guess, for people to understand. My drive for being wealthy came from the age of nine. And it came from my dad, bless him, was a very kind dad as such. Or like a, it was a dad who wasn't very good at business. So I learned from his mistakes. He literally always complained about not having enough money. And he kind of made me understand that money was everything, which isn't true. It doesn't bring you happiness. It brings you freedom, which then brings you happiness. In a way, you can argue both ways. You need money to be happy, I believe. But effectively, my driving force came at nine when he, he I, I suddenly dawned on me that if I wanted to get my parents to not stop arguing about money and stop being someone happy, my simple understanding was let's earn lots of money one day so I can you know, give them lots of money and buy them the nice houses and cars and holidays and lifestyle. And then maybe everyone will be happy. That was my simple understanding about life. And so I was focused, dedicated. And and he told me things like, oh, education is your key and your passport to success. So then I was an A grading student. I don't think I even cared about being clever before that. And then I just focused and I thought, right, everything I do, it has to be 100% like I have to be perfect. I was good at sports. I was good at academics because my focus was one day I'm going to take them out of this turmoil, financial turmoil, and uh, I have to do it by being super clever and being bigger than me, you know? So that I guess I have to thank you for that. So that's where it came from. Wonderful. And so that was when, of course, listening to your father's advice, you know, the young hither um, embarked on, uh, you know, the more classic education. At what point when you kind of came out of that, did you think, right, you know, I'm going to go into, into trading. And then at what point did you then think, right, I'm going to take this one step further and I'm actually going to launch my own business, which you've now done very successfully. Yes, absolutely. So that when I went to university, it was a game changer. It kind of was an anti-climax because I realized I've been working so hard to get to this point. And really it's not that exciting. I, what's on the other side did not seem like the most I had to work for years and be an A-grade student to achieve this. It didn't seem like a career would do it for me. And I realized that you can't be a millionaire 
unless you have a business and you can't have, be a millionaire unless you have assets and you have wealth. Like you can't do that from a nine to five. So that's where I thought, okay, I have got a medical career, but I'm going to have to change quick. So from a young age, I started earning money from 16 and supported my family from that point on. I always was very entrepreneurial and I had many, many businesses, let's say. But then I, um, I actually came, the other driving force was I'm a female from an Asian background, which was not a very uh, traditional route for me to take to be outspoken about. I, my, my, I used to become very philosophical about life. And, and I said that, well, in my own understanding was whatever problems my parents are having, they've created it with the way they've thought. And they're very much culturally oppressed. They, they did things the way that you know, the Asian environment does it. And the culture was completely how they never took out, they never changed any rules. And I just looked upon their life and thought, you hate your life. And yet you tell me to follow the same rules. I thought, I can't, I can't follow those rules. To their eyes, I was at the misfits massively because I didn't <laughs> like the rest of the kids or like the, my sisters or, and they hated that. They kind of found me, the, they had a massive control issue with me because they thought we can't control her. She seems not to want to listen. She doesn't want to fit in. She doesn't like our culture. And what are we going to do with that? The only saving grace was I had money. And eventually when I had so much money, they had to be silenced. And their thought was, okay, she's helped us. She's bought us our houses and cars. And, and I guess I had to, it was a very lonely journey initially. Um, and then I realized that, you know, it causes so much anxiety being a different individual and fighting from a lot of oppression, being female and exactly all the dynamics that causes someone to want to give up was what made me want to propel myself into a leader and I thought well I, I have to help other people do this because I don't believe I'm the only one so I had to really raise my game and think how can I push people to to follow my route or inspire them to break away because I think Asian culture I mean I don't really I'm not a fan I'm so glad I broke away I I, I love the good things about it but I hate the that it's the people that make it so miserable like you cannot do this you can't you in my family it was things like you can't marry out of your culture you can't have any kind of you can't live in, live in a house on your own that was how pathetic it was it was you live with your parents until you're like 60 and you die in the same household you know it's a very I came from a different not all families are like that so disclaimer there but that was I was so oppressed in my upbringing that I had to fight out because I knew that I couldn't help them being the way they were which is quite simple no one can you can't fix a problem with the same mindset that created it so that was my main reason I wanted to start something be a leader get on a platform become a speaker it was all reverse engineered to one day help other people be bigger than they are because I can't do it being a face in the crowd you have to be bigger than everything around you and try to get out on a platform where people can hear your voice and your message do you know what? That resonates with me so, so much. Least of all because of the piece that you talked about. And I love that about your kind of, uh, you know, finding yourself almost and, you know, going through this rebellious phase, working from a very, very young age. I was exactly the same, you know, very classically um, British family. Mum and dad are both white British. Um, my brother and I both adopted, actually, we're Chinese. Um, and so, you know, we've had that very classical, very kind of, um, you know, formal education type background. But I think, you know, as you've described, 
describe, you know, you kind of, it's almost like there's this burning fire inside you. And I think that's what comes across every time I watch your videos and even speaking to you now, there is this unfathomable energy that needs to escape and kind of get out there into the world, you know, to be able to ultimately do good and help other people. And, you know, eventually the parents do listen, don't they? <laughs> when they can see, um, when they can see the success, obviously, that, that, that has been achieved now. And I bet they are so proud now, aren't they, to this day? Yeah, of course. I mean, I have a lot of people come to me and ask me, how can I, they always have problems with family. You see, the problems are so close to home. It's not the boss at work or the colleague at work or, you know, an uncle and aunt. It's usually what your nuclear family is the cause of your anxiety, your money problems, your whole outlook on life, your philosophy. So a lot of people ask me, how do I change my family? And that's a really bad way of looking at it. You can't change them, number one. Mm -hmm. You have to inspire them. There's two ways. I use the wind and the sun. It's a fable by Aesop's fable. Um, and it's two ways to um, change someone, if you want to put it that way, force or by inspiration. And it's the wind and the sun. So the wind and the sun are having a competition about against this woman walking down a lane. This is a story that I remember when I was actually like eight years old. And uh, a woman was walking down a lane with a cloak on and the wind and the sun have a competition. They said, We're gonna get, I'm going to get the cloak off and watch. So the wind blows really hard and tries to force that lady to, you know, drop her cloak. But she just goes and tightens it further. However, the sun then has a go because the wind's given up after trying and says, let me do it. And then he just, you know, shines effortlessly and the woman just takes the cloak off. And that's the difference between forcing someone to change and inspiration. And you have to make that very clear, conscious decision. When you're going to be different, it's not going to be easy. You are going to be lonely a little bit. Uh, hence, you have to be around people that are sharing your mindset and your vision, which is why I love my events, because people come to those events and they feel they can be a part of a community. And, and then secondly, you have to go on so, uh, almost a solo journey within your family. Get to the point where you want to financially or even just raise your game. When they see the changes within you, that's when they will start listening to your, you know, your new point of view. Before that, it's impossible. They're never going to listen. It's safer to follow back to to fall back on their old rules and their comfort zone. So it's really not worth trying to argue with your parents at no end. It's natural to some extent, but um, I just tell people stop arguing and just please just get on with it, and then shower them with unconditional love, and they'll be completely confused about how do we. <laughs> How do we argue with this woman or male or, you know, they can't argue with you when you're just unconditional back. It's that you have to really raise your game for that, though. And uh, that's what I help people do as well, because <laughs> it's part of being successful. Fantastic. And, you know, those are some brilliant pearls of wisdom that I've been scribbling down madly on my notepad here. Um, you know, so, so for those that are listening in and, you know, maybe kind of at a point, I suppose, in life where you're thinking, you know, I would like to have more money or would like to change my direction. And actually what you've said there, Hibber, I think is just so on point. Basically not being scared to, to be different and to ultimately find your community because it is hard when you are a bit different and you are, you know, I think you said before, you know, kind of like a misfit or like a, you know, the rebellious one. It's hard to find your tribe really. So for those who, who are trying to find their tribe, or obviously get in touch with Hither and myself, but um, have the confidence to be able to raise your game and to ultimately take the right option, not necessarily always the safe option and I love that fable I remember that fable it's so fantastic oh I love my books I'm such a book geek honestly yeah. I uh, I have a million of them I'll have to send you a picture of my bookshelf 
Just moving on to another couple of quick questions that I had for you, Hither, um, because I know our listeners, um, you know, across the world and, you know, on YouTube as well, um, you know, I'm sure absolutely kind of dying to know. Um, I know this is a bit of a big question, so I hope you don't mind, but what is the secret to your success personally? Because you have made it, you know, you have done an exceptional job. And I'm sure you probably have students saying, Hither, how do you do it? How do you do this? Give us some of those, those pearly pieces of wisdom that can help us. And for you, what is success? Oh, thank you for the question. It's a really good question. And one, I don't think I've made it. I'm always consistently trying to do the next thing. So I, um, I think the secret to success, if I had to put it in a little capsule would be having a philosophy way bigger than anything you possibly thought of so for me it's having a philosophy about life I mean has a you know that view that I can see of the ocean limitless vision it makes me it humbles you to realize that you are actually just like a little drop you know in the ocean effectively and human beings are so in our own heads that we find we forget that we're absolutely insignificant on our own but as a group we're huge and we're our influence is But one day we are going to die. And what we can take in this world is not all the money, etc. The money is man-made. So once you understand that, it is a man-made concept. You just need to switch the, are you being controlled by money or are you in control of money? That's all it is. The secret of success is stop being pulled like a puppet to, I haven't got enough money, therefore I am unhappy. Or now I've got lots of happy money and I'm super happy. It's actually none of that. That's you being controlled by money. As soon as you're in control, your philosophy is way bigger. You, You know that life is bigger than just money. And it's about being able to manifest. So that philosophy is huge. Once you're up there, you speak and you think at at a high level rather than money problems are down here, you're up here. Therefore, making money becomes such an easy and natural concept. You can make as much as you want. You can do as much as you want. You can manifest whatever you want in life because you realize that that's not the end game. The end game is what happens once you're gone and then what's the legacy you live. That's when you really, I believe, are successful, which is why there are so many successful leaders out there when a natural path in success is one day you have to lead because when you are following through life you haven't in my eyes made it once you become a leader a bit like how you are leading other people and inspiring I love people who inspire anything good on somebody else that's that's the only thing we can take with us you know and focus on that the rest becomes easy you almost the little money and that's how I want people to see life you know don't be scared of money embrace it take it and use it for good things and life will become much more fun and much more easy and you can make as much as you want and do with it what you whatever you want wonderful and you mentioned that you know you love finding people who are inspiring tell me um you know throughout your life and even you know right now who is it that you would i suppose label as an inspiration to you and who do you particularly love to watch or, you know, who you're reading about right now, um, podcasts, etc. Absolutely. I mean, there are so many influential leaders. Um, there are less and less of the women I'm finding. So that's very correct. I mean, I'm glad we touched on it before we spoke on the podcast. But women leaders who are pushing and promoting social media is a massive influence. Obviously, we get Absolutely. our natural. Yeah, we, what we see in our reflection of this world comes through social media very often, Instagram or, um, I mean, that's the biggest platform, I guess, and Facebook or LinkedIn is a very good one too. But I get inspired by anyone who has a philosophical view on life. And it could be, uh, for me, I mean, before it used to be people like, I mean, Oprah is still someone close to her. She's a female and she's got a great view on life. Sarah Blakely is another one that I find like, oh, wow, she's great. And if if you study successful 
I mean, I'm talking about females here, but if I talk mm-hmm. about anyone, male, female, believe it or not, I even used to once when I was in the property industry, I used to have every Donald Trump book and I read every single one. And I thought the guy was a legend at that point in my life because I used to think he's so good at negotiating a deal. And to be fair, I can't take that away from him. In property, he was very good and he inspired me. After that, I mean, the people who inspire me are the ones who can take feedback and can take it on the chin. What I really find inspiring is someone gets negative feedback because when you're at the top of your game, you're going to get pulled down like left, right and center. And people don't like you very often. And Mm -hmm. I think the most inspiring people are the ones who don't care. Mm -hmm. And that's incredible. And yet they still do what they set out to do because they're not worried about trying to please somebody else or like, you know, try to get back into someone's good books I either hate his good books I think an inspiring person is someone who's so strong within that they don't get broken by the the fickle people around you or in this world at times and so but they're still on their mission to change something or do something good I think any leader that uses power in the right form is an inspiration who am I reading I'm reading loads of books at the moment I've got Warren Buffett's book I'm reading currently as well do I like him and I do I think he's an inspiration? Not, I don't want to be Warren Buffett, but I like his his outlook. Another person that's been really inspiring to me is Alex Ferguson, believe mm-hmm. it or not. I think the guy's an absolute star. So if there's one manager or one person in life that's been an incredible leader, it would be Alex Ferguson. I learned so much about business from the guy. I've read all his books and I've never met the guy, but I have read it and I've, I've, I've learned and I've implemented things from that that I've put into my business and he's incredible and then I've got friends who are 26 and have a 300 million pound company in six years and they are inspiring because they're so big thinking so it doesn't matter how old that's a big factor it just has to be they they their philosophy is also up there and uh, they understand individuals and human beings so well that they can they can you know get the best out of the people around them or pick the right I love that and what you're describing there is a whole eclectic wonderful mix of different people old young famous not so authors etc you know and on that note I guess I believe that actually um you know success you know comes from the heart and clearly it does with you as well you know it's kind of that purpose before profit peace almost success comes later when you know what you believe and everything like that but what does diversity and inclusion I guess mean to you because you're describing lots and lots of these diverse individuals and you know of course the show is called um, Diverse and Inclusive Leaders I would uh, I'd love to know what you think. So Fortune Academy is uh, a team run by entrepreneurs so I make it very it's a very tough team to pick you know, at a time because it's very easy to pick a nine-to-five mindset and then you do a job and then it just becomes very dull for everyone but I have on purpose made sure I put nobody in an office because I'm preaching on stage to people about freedom and financial freedom and flexibility, i.e. my life. I cannot be a traitor and make my team work in an office <laughs> to find and or, you know, so it's a very tough decision. I, it's very easy to put people in an office and just manage them and get a manager and just watch them clock in and clock out every day because you're controlling people almost like animals. And I don't like that. So I have to, my company is run by free spirits and entrepreneurs, but have still shared the mission that I'm delivering because when they are speaking to prospective students or my my actual students they are sending out the right vibe to everyone and it's a whole they make the fortune family not it's not just about me I've had to extend it way bigger so for me the diversified um, and inclusive side comes in by I don't have any restrictions on 
anyone, when they come through the door, all I'm looking for is their mindset. So I go through the inside out process. I don't care what their CV looks like. I don't care how good their academics are. I'm not interested in any of that. I'm interested how they are in, as an individual. So I give people a lot of chances as soon as they walk in the door if I feel through gut feeling that these are good for me, my company I will give them a chance and there may be a three-month six-month probation and if they fall flat on their face as long as they're coachable and I can get them back up there I'm happy to give them another shot and keep pushing them it's when they're not coachable that's when they stop but I'm proud how diverse we are we literally have no restrictions at all there is nobody that can come and say i want to work fortune academy and i will never say no there has to be oh why i i all i want to know is why and if your why is strong enough and you i can see you share the same passion then you're in instantly we get you some you know we know what we're looking for um i had a really interesting dynamic when i was younger i used to work with a lot more men and now there's a lot more females because i i encourage females to really raise their game and my highest paid staff member um entrepreneurial female is uh, is a female and uh she is incredible she's grown so much less than 12 months she's been with me and she got paid the most she's ever got paid in her life in a month you know it's like five times an annual time wow. like her can we ask what that is? Uh, I don't think she's going to be happy. I know. <laughs> but it's a lot of money. It's a lot of yeah. money. Yes, because I get her involved. You see, the good thing with people I work with, I develop them. They don't even realize what's next for them. Because when I see they're good at something, I'll say, let me bring you to my IPO events where I'm dealing with people who are dealing with half a million at a time, etc. And I make them close deals at a so high end. They never thought that was coming. With other staff members or even students, I will then give them a bit of my property portfolio to manage and then help them develop and find source properties for my clients from like private banking, etc. So yeah, I give them a bit of the pie from my side and I want them to be wealthy because I know that that's where I can really see what they're about. Plus I want to create a leader. That's what I do best really, create leaders and, and that makes my job easier because I don't have to micromanage. I don't micromanage. I'm not interested in that. Fantastic. Oh, I would love to come along to one of your Fortune Academies. I'm going to have to come and see you in action. Um, and I think for, for everyone who's listening, I mean, oh my goodness, I've been so incredibly inspired and I cannot believe that we've actually been speaking for over half an hour already because frankly, I could speak to Hither um, until the cows come home. Um, but Hither, tell us, where can we find the information for the Fortune Academy? How can our listeners and our viewers on YouTube get in touch with you to sign up? They can follow me on social media and any platforms, whether it's Facebook, um, LinkedIn, Instagram, I would say those three are my favorites and it's all Hither Man. There are lots of pretend Hither Mans out there, but please just follow the right one. The website link is fortuneacademy.co.uk forward slash events. And of course, um, you probably provide the information. But yes, on that, we on the social media, I, I promote that link for people to come for my events for free. I make the barrier to entry for the first level of my events absolutely minimal, i.e. no barrier. And that's really because I want to, I don't spend any money on marketing and I've decided that as testing paid marketing versus none. And I get a better caliber of people who are coming through the door when they've come because they've followed me on social media for a while and they're like, they, they like what they hear and see. So that is more congruent to my message. Whereas if I spent thousands, and we have done in the past to fill a big room in a very flashy event, we've, we spent lots of money on marketing in the past and uh, we get very... I'm sort of like an average clientele um, or below average where their mindset is get rich quick, which we don't want. We want people to get a long lifetime investment. 
It's the lifelong learning and that long-term investment. I completely agree with you on that. It's absolutely the same. Clients and individuals that I've worked with, you know, they become friends after some time. And actually, people who like, watch, follow you, as I do, it's about the authenticity and people wanting to join for the long-term because they believe in you, as opposed to you know, falsified marketing or, or the fake hither mans out there. I can't believe that. There is fake hither mans out there. What is that about? <laughs> can be so naughty in so many ways and I teach people about the the horrible side of it so they can avoid it but in the meantime the get rich quick mindset is is scientifically proven to attract more people than obviously the the long slog to be successful Mm. because our brains are wired to uh, take shortcuts so if someone said here here you will have a Lamborghini in two months if you do this they'll they're going to jump on that so we you know that's why the fake ones exist because they can just Mm. very easily manipulate people I'm sure everyone's Losing the financial world and stake for a thousand And, you know, it's sad things like that. I think that's why we've got to keep doing what we're doing and speaking about the positive benefits and the real authentic voices and messages out there. Because, you know, as you said, with social media, you know, it is fantastic on the one hand because it allows voices and, you know, those that might not be heard otherwise to actually get their voice out there into the ether. Um, but of course, you know, there's always with every piece of good, there is, you know, those who are who are a bit naughty and, and shouldn't be doing what they're doing. And, you know, I think it's just making sure that, that we do enough to make sure we counterbalance that and keep on going. You know, I guess because we're coming to the end of our time today, I'm just going to summarize quickly. And I've got I've actually written about 10 pages in very large scribbly writing here, but I'm going to summarize for all of our listeners, just some of the really wonderful things that Hither's so kindly shared with us. Some of the things that I've taken away are the humanity piece. So humanity is absolutely at the core. Clearly finding your why and finding your purpose really is, you know, I think what should resonate with most, if not all of us, because ultimately what we want to be in life is happy. You know, as Hither said, you know, everyone is, is a free spirit. Being able to enable that spirit, your personal self and then your business self to actually leverage and bring yourself up to a level where you are able to achieve these things. You are able to actually have the confidence to go and speak out and also to counteract any of that kind of that negative feedback. Because when you are different, you know, it can be tough. It can be lonely. Don't be alone is what I would say. And I know here the wood as well. Try and find your tribe. Try and find those people who share your passion, your zest, your enthusiasm for life because I tell you what you know if it is possible for Hither who's come from very traditional background to now be literally standing strong and proud at the top of a multi-million pound organization well do you know what our listeners and everyone who is tuning in today please be inspired by the philosophical pieces as well because you can do it life is an exciting journey and should be one that is embraced rather. So I will say thank you so much for joining us today, Hither. Thank you. I, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show and I want to give you a quick call about a few things afterwards as well because I've got a million things to talk to you about. But in the meantime, for those who want to get in touch with Hither, please do reach out to her directly on any of the different elements of social media um, or you can get in touch on her Fortune Academy website, which I will list into our show notes as well at the end of today's session. And you can also visit www laylamckenzie.com forward slash podcast if you'd like to check out any of the links or the people that have been mentioned in today's show. 
My name is Leila McKenzie, and you've been listening to the wonderful Hither Man today. You're listening to Diverse and Inclusive Leaders, the podcast, with you every fortnight. Looking forward to seeing you again here soon. Take care now. Bye. Bye.